She was somebody's daughter, somebody's friend, someone who built her dreams with every breath whom others could depend. More than a number, more than a story, more than a memory. Somebody's friend, somebody's daughter, somebody's beloved. Blood on leaves falling like autumn. A story has been told a thousand times. Why doesn't everybody sleep? Or anyone listening? Say her name. Somebody's father, somebody's son, someone who dreamt of seeing his daughter grow taller and fall in love. More than a number, more than a story, more than a memory. Somebody's son, somebody's father, somebody's beloved.
Good morning. My name is Sarah Basehart, and my pronouns are she and her. I'm a member of your Board of Trustees, and it's my pleasure to welcome you to the Unitarian Universalist Congregation of Columbia. As we begin, we honor the Piscataway people and their ancestors. It is upon their land that we reside. We are served by the Reverend Paige Getty, minister, as well as a talented and dedicated team of religious educators, musicians, and other professional staff. Much appreciation goes out to the many lay leaders and volunteers whose incredible efforts and dedication help to keep us connected. Whoever you are, wherever you're from, whoever you love, and whatever your faith tradition, you are welcome here. We particularly welcome any guests joining worship this morning. We encourage you to fill out the visitors form in the lobby or online and connect with others in the virtual or in-person social hours after the service so that we may meet and welcome you. Finally, for those attending in our sanctuary at the Owen Brown Interfaith Center this morning, please take a moment to silence your cell phones and other electronic devices. Just a few announcements this morning. The Board of Trustees regular monthly meeting is this Tuesday, November 9th at 6 p.m. via Zoom. Please note that we're starting just a little bit earlier than usual. Among other things, we will be discussing three of our policies and potential changes. We'll review the semi-annual ENDS report from the executive team, and we will hear updates on the various initiatives and committees the Board has formed. The agenda and materials are posted on the UUCC website. Please join us. A reminder that all are encouraged to attend this afternoon's climate annual meeting at 4 p.m. This is on Zoom only. There is no in-person meeting. After a quick review of last year's climate activities, our main focus will be planning for 2022. Please join us as we welcome, sorry, as we work together to determine the most important and effective ways we can help with the climate crisis here at UUCC. This year's auction is almost here, and we're looking forward to your participation. If you haven't, we invite you to register to bid so that you can participate in the online silent auction, which begins this Wednesday at 7 p.m., and our live local vocal auction happening next Saturday from 6 to 8 p.m. Visit the auction webpage to register to bid and to view this year's offerings. We hope to see you at the auction. Good morning, UUCC. Good morning, everyone, UUCC and friends, guests. My name is Paige Getty. I use she, her pronouns, and it is a privilege and a pleasure to worship with you this morning, whether you are here in the sanctuary or joining us remotely. Just a few more housekeeping notes in addition to what you heard from Sarah. You can find the order of service online if you'd like to follow along. There is a link in the chat or there is a QR code that those of you in the sanctuary can use if you'd like to access that with your um, personal devices. In addition to sharing the names of loved ones who have died, which will happen later in the service this morning, Early in the service today, we will have our customary honoring of community members' joy, personal joys and sorrows. So I invite you either to write yours in the book at the back of the sanctuary or email them to joysandsorrows at uucolumbia.net. If you're a guest today, please do complete that visitor form. 
so that we are better able to stay in touch throughout the week. And finally, for those of you here in the sanctuary, we do have hearing assist devices. They're available from the tech team in the booth if you need those. Many thanks to all of the staff and volunteers, the greeters and ushers that are here in person and on Zoom, a tech team without whom we would truly be lost, an incredibly dedicated staff team. You do make it possible for us to share a worship experience each week. Thank you. And you will note that um, despite the fact that we didn't notify Sarah, there is no virtual social hour this morning on Zoom because there was not a volunteer to host it. It truly does take a whole community of people to keep these services and all of the congregation's activities running effectively. So please do be in touch with UUCC's office assistant, Hannah Nelson, if you'd like to volunteer. Finally, a note of special thanks this morning to Michael, to the choir for the special music we're going to hear, to Robin for the beautiful story, and also to my friend and neighbor, Sally, whose poem I'm going to share later in the service today. Today, as you probably know, is our annual remembrance service. You're going to be invited, whether you're in the sanctuary or connected remotely, to speak the names of loved ones who have died, especially those you are remembering who have died in the past year, but also anyone whose memory is especially present with you today. In this service, we honor life and death and the love that is born of our grief. And today, in November 2021, the amount of loss, of death, of grief, is truly remarkable. We recently surpassed the milestone of 5 million deaths worldwide from COVID-19. More than 750,000 in the United States. Some of you have intimate loved ones who have died from COVID. We'll likely hear some of those names this morning. And all of us have experienced loss because of this pandemic. Today, all of our grief and frustration and heartache and love is welcome. As our service begins, I'm going to invite Amelia to come forward and light the flame in our chalice. Is it, Ace, will you come do it if Amelia is not in the room? Thank you. <laughs> it's all right. Press the button. Thank you, Ace. And we dedicate this flame with the words of Reverend Robert Weston. Autumn, we know, is life en route to death. The asters are but harbingers of frost. The trees flaunting their colors at the sky in other times will follow where the leaves have fallen. And so shall we. Yet other lives will come. So may we know, accept, embrace the mystery of life we hold a while. 
in the spirit of love, that love from which our grief is born. Let us worship. Good morning. My name is Robin Slaw and I'm your Director of Religious Education. Our story today is about life, what life is all about, and the questions we have about the meaning of life and what comes after life. As you watch the video, I hope you'll think about the meaning you have found in your life and the lives of your loved ones who have come before you and those who follow after you. Enjoy. The Fall of Freddie the Leaf, A Story of Life for All Ages by Leo Buscaglia. Spring had passed, so had summer. Freddie the Leaf had grown large. His midsection was wide and strong, and his five extensions were firm and pointed. He had first appeared in spring as a small sprout on a rather large branch near the top of a tall tree. Freddy was surrounded by hundreds of other leaves just like himself, or so it seemed. Soon he discovered that no two leaves were alike, even though they were on the same tree. Alfred was the leaf next to him. Ben was the leaf on his right side, and Claire was the lovely leaf overhead. They had all grown up together, they had learned to dance in the spring breezes, bask lazily in the summer sun, and wash off in the cooling rains. But it was Daniel who was Freddie's best friend. He was the largest leaf on the limb and seemed to have been there before anyone else. It appeared to Freddie that Daniel was also the wisest among them. It was Daniel who told them they were part of a tree. It was Daniel who explained that they were growing in a public park. It was Daniel who told them that the tree had strong roots which were hidden in the ground below. He explained about the birds who came to sit on their branch and sing morning songs. He explained about the sun, the moon, the stars, and the seasons. Freddie loved being a leaf. He loved his branch, his light leafy friends, his place high up in the sky, the wind that jostled him about, the sun rays that warmed him, the moon that covered him with soft white shadows. Summer had been especially nice. The long hot days felt good and the warm nights were peaceful and dreamy. There were many people in the park that summer they often came and sat under Freddy's tree. Daniel told him that giving shade was part of his purpose. What's a purpose? Freddy had asked. 
A reason for being, Daniel had answered. To make things more pleasant for others is a reason for being. To make shade for old people who come to escape the heat of their homes is a reason for being. To provide a cool place for children to come and play. To fan with our leaves the picnickers who come to eat on checkered tablecloths. These are all reasons for being. Freddie especially liked the old people. They sat so quietly on the cool grass and hardly ever moved. They talked in whispers of times past. The children were fun too, even though they sometimes tore holes in the bark of the tree or carved their names into it. Still, it was fun to watch them move so fast and to laugh so much. But Freddie's summer soon passed. It vanished on an October night. He had never felt it so cold. All the leaves shivered with the cold. They were coated with a thin layer of white, which quickly melted and left them dew-drenched and sparkling in the morning sun. Again, it was Daniel who explained that they had experienced their first frost, the sign that it was fall and that winter would come soon. Almost at once, the whole tree, in fact, the whole park was transformed into a blaze of color. There was hardly a green leaf left. Alfred had turned a deep yellow. Ben had become a bright orange. Claire had become a blazing red. Daniel a deep purple. And Freddie was red and gold and blue. How beautiful they all looked. Freddie and his friends had made their tree a rainbow. Why did we turn different colors, Freddie asked, when we are on the same tree? Each of us is different. We have had different experiences. We have faced the sun differently. We have cast shadow differently. Why should we not have different colors? Daniel asked matter-of-factly. Daniel told Freddie that this wonderful season was called fall. One day, a very strange thing happened. The same breezes that had in the past made them dance began to push and pull at their stems, almost as if they were angry. This caused some of the leaves to be torn from their branches and swept up in the wind, tossed about, and dropped softly to the ground. All of the leaves became frightened. What's happening? They asked each other in whispers. It's what happens in fall, Daniel told them. It's the time for leaves to change their home. Some people call it to die. Will we all die? Freddie asked. Yes, Daniel answered. Everything dies. No matter how big or small, how weak or strong, we first do our job. We experience the sun and the moon, the wind and the rain. We learn to dance and to laugh. Then we die. I won't die, said Freddy with determination. Will you, Daniel? Yes, answered Daniel, when it's my time. When is that, asked Freddy. No one knows for sure, Daniel responded. Freddy noticed that the other leaves continued to fall. He thought, it must be their time. He saw that some of the leaves lashed back at the wind before they fell. Others simply let go 
and dropped quietly. Soon, the tree was almost bare. I'm afraid to die, Freddy told Daniel. I don't know what's down there. We all fear what we don't know, Freddy. It's natural, Daniel reassured him. Yet, you were not afraid when spring became summer. You were not afraid when summer became fall. They were natural changes. Why should you be afraid of the season of death? Does the tree die too? Freddy asked. Someday, but there is something stronger than the tree. It is life. That lasts forever, and we are all a part of life. Where will we go when we die? No one knows for sure. That's the great mystery. Will we return in the spring? We may not, but life will. Then what has been the reason for all of this? Freddy continued to question. Why were we here at all if we only have to fall and die? Daniel answered in his matter-of-fact way. It's been about the sun and the moon. It's been about happy times together. It's been about the shade and the old people and the children. It's been about colors in the fall. It's been about seasons. Isn't that enough? That afternoon, in the golden light of dusk, Daniel let go. He fell effortlessly. He seemed to smile peacefully as he fell. Goodbye for now, Freddy, he said. Then, Freddy was alone, the only leaf left on his branch. The first snow fell the following morning. It was soft, white, and gentle, but it was bitter cold. There was hardly any sun that day, and the day was very short. Freddy found himself losing his color, becoming brittle. It was constantly cold, and the snow weighed heavily upon him. At dawn, the wind came that took Freddy from his branch. It didn't hurt at all. He felt himself float quietly, gently, and softly downward. As he fell, he saw the whole tree for the first time. How strong and firm it was. He was sure it would live for a long time, and he knew that he had been a part of its life, and it made him proud. Freddy landed on a clump of snow. It somehow felt soft and even warm. In this new position, he was more comfortable than he had ever been. He closed his eyes and fell asleep. He did not know that spring would follow winter and that snow would melt into water. He did not know that what appeared to be his useless dried self would join with the water and serve to make the tree stronger. Most of all, he did not know that there, asleep in the tree and the ground, were already plans for new leaves in the spring.
the beginning. Amelia, are you available to help me with joys and sorrows? Will you come drop stones in the water? Thank you. During worship each week, not only do we give voice to personal joys and sorrows within our community, but we also drop individual stones into a communal bowl of water to represent the way that each life and each story ripples out and touches us all and is held in our collective embrace. Kids, you are invited to stay with us for the sharing of joys and sorrows. 
and then join Ms. Robin at the back of the sanctuary for your time outside while we sing. During the hymn following the prayer, anyone in the sanctuary, including the kids before they go out, is invited to come forward in silence and place stones in honor of their own joys and sorrows. We invite you to walk around the sanctuary this way and back out down the center aisle. And Amelia, let's place one more stone in honor of all that's being held among us without words right now. Thank you. Thank you, Amelia. Will you join me now for a few moments of prayer and silent reflection? Holy Spirit of love, that which holds life and death and all that that entails. May we know, may we know love and may we know life. And may these bring us the courage and the strength that we need to be who we might be fully and truly and wholly in this life, this life on earth that is enough. And may our memories be held 
tenderly, with honesty and love. Let us share a few quiet moments. Blessed be. Amen. And now I invite you to sing together, Comfort Me, and come forward and place stones in the water if you wish. And children, have a good time outside with Miss Robin and Miss Joanne. by Sally Rosen Kindred, titled Elegy with Fourteen Coats. Some night, years after her last winter, you open both cold eyes in the dark and see her coats. The green wool and the pea coat and the navy, the swing coat and the swagger, piles of the coats that once wore your grandmother's body. 
their hard princess buttons and cuffs, the way they held her velvet shoulders and somehow their cottons and their tweed pleats. And though you can't touch the lace or gabardine or know what moon or ocean holds their scarlet breath, the gold linings know she was born. The pockets mean she had hands and the word coat means you had a grandmother. The word ice means one cold spring she woke and squeezed you some lemonade and the seed rolled around in the bottom of the glass when you set it down. 1978, you're sure of it. And that seed came from a fruit heavy and bright as your grandmother's mouth. Her name was Hazel, which here in the dark means protection and peace. And a wand of hazel is hard but pliant. A catkin hangs from the branch in February, month she was born. And somewhere right now, a branch of hazel sits propped in a vase. And your grandmother is 20 and a little cold in the hall after the party. And someone brings her navy coat from the rack. And she shoulders it on, laughing. And her laughter is low and gold real as this dark, and you're a seedling rolling inside it, and now you're both warm. Now you can close your winter eyes and sleep. Now you are a seed. As Michael offers again the gift of music, you are invited to share of your financial gifts that together we might be a source of good and power and strength in this world. Your offerings will be freely given and very gratefully received.
Is it the sight of a coat like hers that evokes a memory and a sense of loss? A piece of music that reminds you of them? A particular fragrance that calls his memory to your mind and your heart to your throat? Is it a word, a taste, a date on the calendar, the weather? Whatever it is, this morning you are invited to welcome those memories that are present with you. This is a remembrance service, and we honor the memory of those we have lost over the last year, perhaps many years ago, but whoever's loss we are feeling keenly today for whatever reason. We call those loved ones into this space to fill our hearts and our minds with their presence and to honor them with our memories. In our Unitarian Universalist tradition, we do not share a common understanding of what happens when we die. We openly acknowledge the mystery of those things that we simply cannot know with certainty. But we do honor death for the meaning and the impact that it has in our lives. In the story we heard earlier, the older, wiser Daniel explains to Freddie that everything dies, no matter how big or how small, how weak or strong. We first do our job. We experience the sun and the moon, the wind and the rain. We learn to dance and to laugh. Then we die. And when Freddie asks, then what has been the reason for all this? Why were we here at all if we only have to fall and die? Daniel says, it's been about the sun and the moon. It's been about happy times together. It's been about the shade and the old people and the children. It's been about colors and fall. It's been about the seasons. Isn't that enough? And we say yes. This life on earth, it is enough. And it's in that spirit that in every Unitarian Universalist memorial service I've ever conducted or attended, we have acknowledged a kind of life after death that honors the earthly legacies of our ancestors, honoring them with our memories, with our stories, with our lives. And in that same spirit, we hold this service of remembrance, knowing that by intentionally calling to mind our loved ones, by telling their stories, by remembering who they were in their full, imperfect humanness, we can keep their essence alive. As we remember, let us be mindful that those gone before us, just like us, were human fully, imperfectly human, a mixture of wonderful, terrible, boring, passionate, hurtful, loving, joyful, heartbroken. We remember that a complete life is not a perfect life. A complete life is simply and complexly a whole life. 
In a few minutes, you will have the chance to honor someone you are particularly remembering today, to speak aloud their name, and perhaps a word or a simple phrase that signifies what this person's memory is bringing to your heart, and then to light a candle in their honor. Those here in the sanctuary will be invited to come forward and speak names and light candles themselves. And those of you on Zoom will also be invited to speak a name and we'll light a candle for you here on the altar. I invite you now into a moment of reflection. Perhaps you'll choose to close your eyes for a moment. Open your heart to the memory of someone you have lost perhaps this year, perhaps many years ago, perhaps through death, or maybe through the twists and turns of life. You might have known for many days that this was the name you would bring to this service, but maybe it just surfaced unbidden from the depths of your memory. Hold the memory. Imagine the one you seek to honor today. Remember their presence, their look, their smell, their laugh. Remember what brought you both joy. Remember what made you grit your teeth or roll your eyes or fume with anger for this too is part of the one you honor today. This too is who they were. Open your heart to the full humanness of this person you loved. Remember the best of what they were, the values they lived by, the action they inspired, even as it existed in one who was flawed, as we all are. Give yourself permission to love the whole being, not to forget anger if you had it or hurt if you felt it, but to love the whole perfect and imperfect being. As you hold these memories, let's sing. We'll sing the hymn, Abide With Me. And after we sing, I'll open the invitation to speak names and light candles. Joys grow dim in 
sanctuary and would like to honor the memory of a loved one by speaking their name, I'll invite you to begin coming forward by forming a line over here like you did for Joys and Sorrows. I encourage you to follow the guidance that is printed in the order of service if you're seeing that. I remember their name who lived a life filled with and name a characteristic that you remember. There will be a separate invitation to come forward and light candles in silence. Do you need me to move into a different position? No? Okay. After those in the sanctuary have spoken, you on Zoom will be invited to speak names. Um, so if you would like to speak, use the raise hand feature in Zoom so that the host will know to unmute you um, and just wait your turn and we'll call on you one at a time. Today, I remember my father, John Getty, who lived a life filled with gentleness. colleague named Bob Romero who lived a life filled with enthusiasm. This is in, uh, in the memory and honor of my father, Carl Haywood. I remember my mother, Grace Mulder, who was always there for me. Start over. 
I'd like to honor Mary Nydorf, who taught me the, who taught me about friendship, and also my father, my mother, and my aunt and other family members whose photos I have here. Today I remember my um, dad, Jay Heron, who lived a life full of generosity. So, we'll now invite those of you on Zoom who would like to speak a name to take a turn. Tom Wing. Uh, I want to remember my younger sister, Alice, who died a year ago yesterday and who lived a life of caring. Thank you, Tom. I see Barbara and Scotty. I'd like to remember my mother, Regina Fallon, who lived a life of compassion. For Barbara's mother. Scotty? No? Anything from you? No, okay. Hi, Holly. There you go, now I'll be able to hear you. Okay, so today we honor my father, Rich Leon, who lived a life full of life. For Richard Leon, Holly's father. Should I be looking for anyone else? Nope. Do we have anybody else who wants to speak? All right. With these candles lit, we are now going to enjoy another offering from Michael, a special memorial offering. I invite you to watch the slides that will appear on the screen. Each image is the image of someone who was beloved and has been lost by someone here or here. And if those of you in the sanctuary would like to come forward in silence and light candles, you may do that now.
in Blackwater Woods by Mary Oliver. Look, the trees are turning their own bodies into pillars of light, are giving off the rich fragrance of cinnamon and fulfillment. The long tapers of cattails are bursting and floating away over the blue shoulders of the ponds. And every pond, no matter what its name is, is nameless now. Every year, everything I have ever learned in my lifetime leads back to this. The fires and the black river of loss, whose other side is salvation whose meaning none of us will ever know. To live in this world, you must be able to do three things. To love what is mortal, to hold it against your bones knowing your own life depends on it. And when it comes time to let it go, to let it go. Amen. Be well, you UCC. I love you. Spend all your time waiting for that second chance. Jamaica.
I start to fade On lonely nights I start to fade Her love's a thousand miles away Her love's a thousand miles away Memories made in the coldest winter It's 4 a.m. and I can't sleep. Her love is all that I can see. Her love is all that I can see. Memories made in the coldest winter.
Sin and sorrow have all 
are, they do it.